You're tuning in to our very first COVID combo podcast episode. I'm just here to warn you that there's an S-bomb and an F-bomb just in case the kids that are now around every single day are also within earshot. You can either put on some headphones or throw some earmuffs on these guys. Otherwise, enjoy. I'm rocking like a terrible hoodie that's five sizes too big for me. I have a nest in the back of my head. So we're good. I, I should have known that you wouldn't care. I don't give a shit. What are you drinking? I can't have wine because I have to work tonight, but I'm oh. having um, sparkling water with lime. Okay, well, it looks it looks like alcohol, so that's, that's what matters. <laughs> I'm having wine because I like to have these combos with wine. Oh, I would love to, but... You know, got to care for the kids in the day and work at night. So yeah, that's totally fair. So yeah, COVID combos. This is my first and only one that I've had uh, booked. So I was really excited when it came through. I I just like, yeah, well, I just, I think I didn't even bring it up on the last one. I can't even remember, but I, uh, I came up with that like on the spot and then I just came up with a URL and then quickly, like before I uploaded it. And I was like, I don't know. We'll just see if people want to talk because maybe people will feel like they want to talk about something that they might not have just wanted to do a regular episode. But I feel like we're legit doing a pretty much kind of a real episode anyway, me and you. Yeah, yeah. uh, Share with everybody and let's talk about that last message you sent me about like where you were kind of at and then when all of this kind of went down. Yeah, I I was... um... So I was doing a, like, I'll just say my whole kind of life, I've always, not whole life, but my whole adult life, I've been really um, passionate about personal development and stuff. And when I started my business three years ago, I had this, (laughs) you might laugh, maybe not, but I had this million dollar goal. Yeah. And I've, I've been there. Yeah. And then I started my business and, um, you know, I realized, oh my gosh, this is way harder to make money than I thought. And then, uh, in November or sorry, October, November, I was busier than ever. So last year I had 58 clients. Mm-hmm, amazing. Were they, they all virtual? All virtual. Okay. Um, sorry. That's Did okay. Ever, yeah. Um, all virtual and they, um, but they weren't all full service. Like some were just design advice or yep. paint consults, you know, just small little piddly things. But anyway, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so not even close to my million dollar goal. And so a million dollars by 45 was my goal. And then, um, so I was turning 44 in February. So I started getting really hardcore into all my personal development stuff. I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm not doing what I'm like, I'm not spending enough time on myself. Right. And so I started getting really into it. And then I went to the Atelier conference. Yeah, I went to that. Did you? When? The, did you, the Jillian Harris one or the... No, we tried to get tickets to that and I couldn't. Uh, different different event I went to that they held. Okay. No, I try real hard uh, to get that. I was at PI Creative. Where do you, where are you, where do you live? I live in Wellesley. It's just outside of Waterloo, about 25 minutes. Okay. 
do you know what PI creative art is? Like it's, well, I've heard it on your podcast. Okay. Well, I was there and the reception was terrible. So I was like trying, trying, trying. Anyways, I didn't get them. It was devastating, but, uh, so which one did you go to? It was, I went to Jillian Harris and then I, in February, I went to the one where, um, Michelle Romanov and, um, birds papaya. Yeah. I went to that. You were there? It's Papaya, the, the like host lady who like was the one that was constantly introducing everybody throughout? No. Oh, okay. Papaya was the second last one. She had like the hot pink boots on, blonde hair, really pretty, short skirt. I totally know who she is. She, it was a different event. She was actually like the moderator throughout. Like, so she okay. was kind of like, it was, it was an atelier event, but she was, so yes. Oh my gosh, she's freaking killing it anyway, yeah she's amazing I didn't even know she was until that event and I was like looked her up and then now I'm like realized how amazing and huge she is but anyways yeah you went to yeah, those she, events yeah so I went to that and I and something amazing happened to me there but like that's a story in itself I don't want to bore you with it but I had a really amazing experience there and then tell me tell me really you, you have the time I mean I I booked for 15 minutes but I fully expect we're gonna talk for an hour at least <laughs> Okay. Unless you don't have the time, which is totally fair. But no, I have time. I oh, have okay. time. My, my, my husband took the kids somewhere. So Okay, yeah. So tell me what happened. Um, okay, so, hold on. Before you tell me, I'm going to quickly tell everybody who you are so that we can then continue as normal and not then later. So guys, Orange Tree Interiors, Val, remind me of your last name? Malnar. Val Malnar. Is that your married name or your maiden name? Married. Married. Yeah, because it's very like the it's very kind of Val Malnar. Like yeah. it, it doesn't sound like it would have been your maiden name. Like your yeah. parents would have but thought of that. <laughs> um and okay, she's the Val, you are the sweetest. Like I think that you have sent me some of the sweetest make me cry messages. And she she always DMs me, but she sends like a audio recording, which I love. <laughs> Which is so smart. I actually heard that strategy too in, a, in an atelier event, which is like, I just send a video recording to, when people DM me or whatever, which is so smart because it's easier. Than I just do it honestly because I'm slow at typing. Yeah. And it's, well, it's so smart and it's just nicer to hear it. But anyways, yeah. you sent the sweetest, just the sweetest messages. So nice. And then you sent, you wrote the most lovely review and I just feel like you have a beautiful soul. Anyway, she has taken me up on the COVID combos and we're just going to chat. We're going to, she's going to tell me whatever she's about to tell me, which is going to be amazing. And I'm sure very inspiring. I'm excited. And then you're going to share a little bit about, um, e-design as well and how you, for this time, anybody who's thinking about doing e-design during this time or in general. So, okay. What happened at the, at the event? Okay. So I go to the event. So I've been doing all this work, you know, on myself and putting things out to the universe, journaling, you know, putting out my intentions, you know, doing my gratitude, da, 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 you know, all the stuff you hear about that you should do. And truth be told, I have always kind of done this on and off, but this time I was like really committed and doing it like all the time. So anyway, I go to the thing and the first speaker is Hina Khan. And um, she's a peak performance coach. And so she says she wants us to do this visualization exercise. Pardon me. 
for, um, I can't remember exactly what her verbiage was, but basically we're supposed to picture ourselves kind of in the future doing the thing that we really want to do. Like we think we're meant to do kind of thing. And, uh, it was kind of like, I would describe it similar to like a guided meditation, but for, with the, a goal in mind for the end. Right. So more eyes are closed. It was, it was really nice the way she went, went through with it. Anyways, after she said, did anybody have, um, an emotional response to this? And so there was like 300 women in the room and maybe, I don't know, 20 raised their hand. And so she asked somebody and they said, oh, I got really emotional because my vision wasn't clear and I was really upset, you know? And then she was like, okay, we'll revisit that. And then she's like, did anybody else have an emotional response? And then someone else said, I had the same thing happen. I couldn't see it. And then she's like, okay, we'll get back to that. But did anyone have a really clear vision? And I raised my hand along with like 40 other women. And she asked me. And so um, I said, I, I go, it has nothing to do with what I'm doing right now. But she's like, that's fine. What was it? And I said, I saw myself on a stage, like much like you are, but not like this kind of a stage, like a Rachel Hollis kind of stage, like a huge stage and like talking to women, helping them to harness their power and like challenging them to become who they were meant to be. Right. And she goes, Oh, what's your name? I said, Val. She goes, Val, come on up here. Oh my God. Yeah. I was like, Oh, exactly. Oh my God. Right. So I go up onto the stage. I'm mortified. Like I'm so self-conscious, whatever, but I go up because I've been doing all the work. So, um, Oh, and I forgot to say this, this was so cool. Um, so a girl that sat down beside me before all of this happened, she's like, is this seat taken? I was like, no, I go, uh, she goes, do you mind if I sit here? I'm like, absolutely. And there was tons of seats. But she just chose the one right beside me. You know how usually people, yeah, you know, and then the gaps get filled later, right? And I said, um, she's like, hi, I'm Hollis. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Because Rachel Hollis was the stage I was referring to. Yes, this big, okay, stage. got it, yeah. And then this girl sat beside me named Hollis. Yeah. And anyways, so I get up onto the stage and Hina says, okay, guys, I'm going to show you the power of visualization and um, sharing, sharing your dreams. So she goes, Val, what you're going to do is I'm going to hand you the mic in a sec and you're going to thank these people as if you've just given the speech of your life. And all of you are going to cheer and clap for Val as if you've never felt more motivated. Right. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm dying. Right. But I'm, I'm like, I'm doing it. Right. So she hands me the mic and I go like now. And she's like, go for it. So I take the mic and I'm like, thank you guys for coming. You guys are awesome. Right. And I'm like, shout it out. And everybody's cheering and clapping for me and like screaming their lungs off. And like the energy was insane. I have chills. Like I'm not even lying at that brought tears to my eyes. Yeah. It was amazing. It was amazing. Like I, in me too. I'm like, you can't, I don't know. Well, your your weird screens keeps making you go in and out. So I can't see anything when you do that. But anyway, yeah. Goosebumps. Anyways. So uh, I'm like, thank you so much for that, Hina. Like that, that was incredible. And so she's like, okay, well, it doesn't end here. You know, um, 
get things that you know what you want to do now. So get things in your calendar that are help going to help you get there. So, you know, if you want to do a speech in front of women and motivate them, then you need to write a speech, you know, so put that in your calendar, you know, and maybe you don't know how to write a speech. So, you know, put in your calendar that you're going to research how to do a speech. You get what my, my point is. So I'm just like writing notes. And so then this other lady raises her hand and, um, Uh, She's like, oh, did you want to share? And the lady says, no, I'd like to offer Val her first speaking engagement. Oh, my God. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? No. I was like, what? And and (laughs) she's like, yes, I'd like to offer you your first speaking engagement. I am hosting a Woman on Fire Summit on April 4th in Vaughan, Ontario, and I would love for you to come and speak. And I was like, you're, oh my God. Right. So, um, anyways, we hugged, I thanked her. She was amazing. I look her up and she's Sandra Chuma. I don't know if you know who she is, but no, but I'm gonna write her name down. She has spoken on the Rachel Hollis stage and her event is massive. It's like Gabby Bernstein's going to be there. speaks. Lisa Nichols, like all these people, right? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be on the same stage as friggin' Gabby Bernstein. Like, anyway, amazing, amazing, right? Incredible. Yeah. When was this? What month? This was February 8th. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, I was just like, oh my gosh, that's so amazing. So I came home and I thought, so then I thought to myself, you know what? Oh, so during the break, she gave me her card and said, you know, contact me, email me, and I'll get you in touch with my people because they're going to need some, you know, contact details from you and social media and la, la, la. I'm like, okay. So she's like, you know, I might get in trouble for adding another speaker, but whatever, we'll make it work. So then in my head, of course, you know, all the negative self-talk, I'm like, oh, this is not going to end up happening, I thought to myself, right? And then, but I was like, no, no, don't go there. Keep positive. So then I wrote her on Monday and then she copied me in with the people and then they contacted me right away, asked me to put a little video together, my, send them everything. Um, so I did all that, wrote my speech the same day. Um, oh my God. And so I was like on fire, like just feeling awesome. And then I told my mom about it. And my mom is like, um, she's, she's a really like, private kind of person so like even if she told she knew I was saying this she would be upset (laughs) you know so but anyway she was like oh well you you have to go um oh I I told her I really wanted to go to this Rachel Hollis thing but anyway so she's like you have to go to it and I was like I know it's just like the timing's not right you know and she's like well you should just go so anyways I decided to go to this Rachel Hollis rise event which is all personal development yep and, um, that event was incredible. And, um, I just, I felt really like I was really on the right path, feeling awesome. And then like, that was the weekend right before they decided schools are shutting down, like the world is closing up. And so it just really took the wind out of my sails, yeah. you know? I'm so proud to have Ultralux Linens as a sponsor of the pod. I reached out to Jacqueline, who is the owner of Ultralux Linens, at the end of March to get um, 
a fabric quote. She replied saying, bear with me. We're just trying to participate in, I guess, the Michael Guerin Hospital Initiative. And it's basically a thousand mask a week initiative that they are a part of. And they're working with Maxwell Fabrics for uh, fabric donations. And they've been spending all their days sorting and packing up scrap fabrics and donating it to home seamstresses who are also going to be a part of the initiative. And the other day, she posted a photo on her Instagram saying how such a great start it had been. They were able to produce a thousand per week of washable cotton masks with a filter pocket. Do I know what a filter pocket is? No, but I'm going to, that sounds good. That sounds super helpful to our frontline workers. I want to give a massive shout out to Jacqueline and her team, all the amazing home seamstresses. So I'll tell you what, guys, they don't only have a massive showroom. They've got massive hearts. Oh yeah, I wrote that myself. Please do me a favor. Go find them on Instagram, Ultralux Linens. Maybe give them a little love. They're all they're still doing all this, plus helping support their designers. So if you need anything from them, you can go to ultraluxlinens.com and you can shoot them an email and she'll be more than happy to help you. There you go. I love interior decorating. I love it. It's like a creative outlet for me, but I don't feel like it's my purpose. Like I feel my purpose is beyond that. Yeah. So, um, and just without like opening a whole can of worms, like I've had a pretty tough life. And so I think I just was missing the, like, I just felt like, I I feel like I'm supposed to do more. Yeah. And then I, I go to this event, this other, like the Rachel Hall's event too. And I'm just like, yes, I'm feeling it. Like this is, this is the path I'm supposed to take. And I want to, um, I don't want to give up my interior decorating because yep. I love it, but I just think that it's more a means to, you know, make money, but for my purpose on earth is not interior decorating. Right. It's more to help women find their confidence, believe in themselves. And just because I've gone through it all, I can really empathize, you know? Yeah. So, anyway. And so the event that you... Or, or did talk at? Did it happen yet? Did it get rescheduled? When was it, it supposed to happen? It got rescheduled. So, right. yeah. So. What, so when, okay, first of all, what was the lady's name? Hina Khan? Uh, Hina Khan. How do you spell that? H-I-N-A and then K-H-A-N. Okay. So she's the peak performance coach that did the visualization exercise. Okay. I just and wasn't, then, yeah, sorry. Yeah. And then it was Rachel Hollis. And then Sandy what? Sandra Chuma, which is... C-H-U-M-A. And okay, because I'm going to look these people me. up. Uh, yeah. Peeps that are listening, I will I will link them in the show notes, which I don't think people figure out how to find them anyways. But anyways, I will. Um, cool. I'm totally going to look up Hina Khan. Did I say that right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm totally going to sit down and do this visualization exercise uh, because I feel you on this really hard. Um, it's interesting. I Another thing... Um, you sound like you're into this stuff. So I feel like we can have this conversation, but, um, there's a, there's a lady that I, I've, it was actually me talking to somebody else on a podcast. Um, she brought up, it's called, anyway, she's a mindful mind, met it, met manifestation person. And and I can't remember right now what it is, but she talks about how like the universe sends you like tests 
mm-hmm. to make sure it's what you want. And it's very, mm-hmm. I find like, maybe that's like, you know, I almost feel like it was a huge blessing this happened for you because oh, it's yeah. almost like, it's almost like we're being given permission yes. to slow down. Yes, people, I totally agree. The world has slowed down. I and totally agree. It's like I I am not putting all this pressure on myself to make get a new client or find more money or you know because it's almost like the universe has given me this this I mean it's, it's not a gift but yeah. because it, there's a lot of terrible things but trying to find the bright side and I feel like that's almost like what it is for you I mean granted though you have kids to I I I I totally agree with you Michelle like I I know it's a it's a hard thing to say because. There are people out there and I, and I do feel for them because I have been there, but I think like, I do truly believe in the law of attraction. I've used it for a few things in my life, like finding my husband, having my second child, we, we struggled mm-hmm. and, um, and you did and it then, at that event. <laughs> yeah, I did it at the event. Like and right then there. also, <laughs> and also even having this opportunity with you, like, I was a kind of, I mentioned when I messaged you privately that I, like, I was fine kind of the first four weeks or three weeks or whatever it was. But then last week it hit me. I was like, I'm feeling really sad and just frustrated about, you know, I, when I'm spending time with my kids, I feel irresponsible that I'm not trying to get more work because we need to support our family. But then when I'm working on my work, I feel guilty because I'm not spending time with my kids and they're bored out of their minds. And so just like, like all these emotions. And so, um, I got kind of in a funk, but then I said to myself, okay, Val, if you're going to speak at this event when it's come, like it's been postponed, they haven't sent a set a date yet. Um, but if you're going to speak at this event, you better get your shit together, girl. Cause yeah. what are you going to like this amazing speech you wrote? You can't read anymore. Cause it, it doesn't, not that it doesn't apply, but it's not the, the situation is different yeah. now. Right. Yeah. So what, it, what are you going to talk about if you don't get your shit together? Like what you, you have to pull it together. Right. So I took the, I said, okay, I'm just going to take the weekend, feel sorry for myself. Woe is me, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm getting back at it. And so I made this decision. I was going to get back at it. I signed up for a manifestation, um, vision board making thing on Monday night and, um, attended that was back in the groove, blah, blah, blah. And then um, I was behind five episodes with you. I've watched all of them except for the early story listened to. And then I decided to listen to Stacey Brown Randall. I don't know why hers was calling to me. Maybe because oh I had, yeah, that's I had so heard, I, I knew of her before. So I, I don't know, maybe that's why. And then I heard that you read my review and I was like, Oh, sorry. I did that in the wrong order. I saw your con- your COVID combos and then applied and then later that day I was like oh I'm gonna listen to catch up on my podcast listen to Stacey Brown Randall at the end you said me like read my review and I was like oh my gosh and then I was like hmm this is all yeah this is all happening right yeah I changed my attitude and I know some people are probably thinking okay lady no, I'm not. I, I promise you, I promise you, I've used this several times in my life and it has worked. You just have to, you, but you have to get in the zone. Like yeah. you really do. Well, and, and so like now I'm here you, talking with you. 
Yes. And I'm sure like you're going to get amped up again because it's like, yeah, you know, totally a good energy like between us, right? Which just in general, like, I don't know, when I talk to somebody I can relate to and I feel like, you know, we vibe or whatever, it just amps me up. And um, I think too, like a big part of it, whether you want to say, okay, I don't think, you know, the law of attraction is a thing. In general, though, if you're a happy, if you're going to think optimistically about the world, you're going to you're going to have that confirmation bias where you're going to be able to find the bright side versus like, if you want to look negatively on everything, like you're going to then find the confirmation bias to prove that way of thinking. So like, whether you don't want to believe in, in, you know, law of attraction, then just know that you're just going to, your attitude is going to bring more of it because that's what you're going to look for. So exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, Exactly. Okay. So, okay. I am, that is very exciting. And so, so far though, you have been running a, an e-design business, right? Yes. And you said you launched it three years ago. So what, what's your backstory? Where did you, what were you doing before that? So I actually launched it two and a half years ago, but I started kind of developing it three years ago. Um, so I, my backstory is so convoluted, but I went to school first for a dental hygiene, hated it. Then I went to school for nutrition. I loved it, but I wasn't ready to like totally change my life, that lifestyle. And I didn't feel I could be a natural path without changing my lifestyle dramatically. Ooh, Bless you. Oh, okay. Bless you. Thank you. And then um, I went to school for marketing and then I spent, yeah. I spent five years in marketing. And then I, and I loved my job, but I hated the product. So it was just, it was a tech product, multi-port serial boards for military applications, just dry and boring. Yeah. And, but what I always wanted to go to school for was interior decorating. But way back when I was like ready to go to school, you had to kind of go to Toronto. Everyone's like, oh, you're never going to find anything unless you move to Toronto. And I'm just a small town girl. So I, hear I you. wasn't, Me too. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't want to move to Where Toronto. Where are you from? I'm from Kitchener. Oh, are you? Okay. Yeah, but now I live in Wellesley, which is a really small town. So anyway, I decided while I was on my mat leave, I was like mentally really bored. And uh, so I decided I'm going to go back to school for interior decorating. And How then maybe at this point, I, at that point, I was uh, 36 or 37, 37, 37. So I went back to school for interior decorating, did it all part-time evenings. And then, um, I just, I, I thought, well, what I'll do is I'll get a marketing job maybe for like a new home builder or something so that, you know, and then, but then I loved it and I was like, I'm just going to go for it. So then I got a job working for, um, a company called blind ambition. They did window treatments and then they did some, uh, what do you call it? Uh, like they did some interior decorating consults. Um, and then not many, but mostly window treatments. And then, um, after that, I got another job somewhere else, uh, for a short period of time doing, uh, preliminary kitchen drawings. Okay. Um, but that place was very, um, culturally, I did not fit in there. Okay. It was, um, a very quiet, women weren't very respected kind of place and I'm oh, wow. as, as I just explained 
I need to help women own their power. So for me to be in a place where women were not respected was not a good jive for me. So I, um, I, they actually let me go. So I wasn't there for, and that took me actually until about a month ago where I could actually admit that I was so mortified that that happened. But now I think, you know what, Val, uh, that happened to you so that when you're coaching other women, you can empathize with anyone who's been that through that situation. So I'm grateful for it now. It happened. And also I wouldn't have started my business. That's why I started my business. I was like, you know what? I know what I'm capable of. I'm going to just go for this. Right. So I decided I'm going to, um, I wanted to be home with my kids more anyways, but I I need to work. I'm a, I'm a person who needs to work. I love working. Um, but I also wanted to have more time with my family and so this allowed me having my own business and doing it virtually allowed me to be home more, but then also have a career. So that's right. kind of what led me to the e-design. And I noticed on your website, and it makes a lot of sense to me that you were in marketing because your website is definitely like, you have, I, I got to ask you like this corner thing, what is your website built in? Uh, Shopify. Okay. Is like this corner thing that says, Hey, let's chat. You got questions and it's messenger like Facebook. Yeah. You just link up your Facebook messenger to it. Is it to Shopify that, that that's a thing or any like WordPress could do that. I think so. So basically what happens is they ask a question and it pops up in your messenger. Yes. Okay. I wonder if they, I hate, I hate messenger and Instagram for DMS because it gets buried for me, but I like this. Mm-hmm. I like that people can just ask you questions and yeah, that's very cool. Um, and I noticed that you do 3D drawings, right? Yes. Renderings. Did you learn that in school in decorating? No. I was going to say. YouTube videos. And what program do you use? Well, I was using SketchUp okay. for the longest time. And then 3D, what was it called? Brighter 3D was the rendering um, software I was using to render the drawings from SketchUp. Okay. But recently, recently <clears throat> I've started using a new program um, through uh, eDesign Tribe. It's uh, exclusive to that, um, something I have through being a membership to their program. So you taught yourself SketchUp? Yes. Right, you got, my face right now is just like, that's amazing. It's hard. I mean... I love SketchUp. I think SketchUp is so great. I use it all of the time to make my quick elevation drawings. I do it to do my quick floor plans. But then when I don't ever do anything 3D in it, it's probably expensive because I love how quick it is for me to add, like if I do a gallery wall or this or that, but it's, it's not the most intuitive. No, it's not. And you know what? That's a lie because I just remembered, um, I took... Uh, I did actually, okay, so I took, I was YouTubing most of it. And then I was having some problems with um, moving some things. And then I ended up seeing this course. Um, oh, is it yes. the one that I did, had on my yes. podcast? Yes, oh, but this was years ago. Like, yep. well, not years. It was before I heard Tammy Cody. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I did take her her course and then just supplement uh, the rendering stuff though yep. YouTube and also the support of brighter 3d but right. in terms of sketchup itself like just to learn how to build the stuff that was more like like I said YouTube 
for the rendering, I would learn like what to do there. And then, um, Tammy's course. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about e-design then. Um, because I'm like maybe gonna look to do a bit of virtual work and I'm sure lots of, okay, well, first of all, some people also just want to do e-design as well. And some people are considering offering some of these services. So what, where, where do you find you're getting clients from? So it's weird. I get most of my clients from out West or out East. And then they find um, you on Instagram or um, most people tell me that they found me through either a Google search or house. Um, And then they checked my Instagram and they liked my Instagram. So then they they contacted me. Right. So how did, why don't you just take us a little bit through like, you know, what, what do you, what types of services you offer virtually and, and how maybe how like you kind of work your way through that? Okay. So, um, initially I'll, I'll, I'll actually, I'll start from kind of bottom tier to top tier. So I have, um, a paint consult online. So uh, that's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, so that's just kind of a low, I, a low price. I call it like a gateway service because, once someone uses you for that, then they get to know and trust you and then might do something else, right? Yeah. So I keep that one pretty low price. And then the next one, so that's 129. I mean, you can look this up on my website, so I don't mind sharing. Yep. <clears throat> and then I did uh, design advice, which is um, you can ask me five um, five major questions about your home um, and you have me for a week. So you're designing, you're doing your own space, but you just, you get stuck on something and you just, or you don't know, you, you know, you can't figure out which countertop goes with which backsplash backsplash in your cabinets. You need help kind of, you just want someone to say, yes, that looks good. Or no, I would do this instead, like kind of thing. And is it an email thing or a phone thing? Okay. Email. And Okay. I do do, um, with, actually with, I, at first I just did strictly email, but then I decided to add a phone component and that was more, so I would say, and I know like I'm in a community of, um, 2,700 designers. So, um, and some people do strictly email and some don't like some do phone. So it's totally up to you what you prefer. But for me, I'm just, I'm, I'm a slow typer. So I would just rather get up on on the phone and talk to you. So I, so I added that for myself. So, um, and then I think it just builds some trust too. I agree. So you get me for a week, we can do like back and forth. Um, I had to, initially I was like unlimited questions, but then I had some people sending me like 40 questions and then, you know, that got got a little crazy. They're like, like, I'm not going to sleep all week. I'm just going to keep sending questions (laughs) all week. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Um, yeah, you got a lot, a lot of value for your money, but anyways, so that was fine learning experience. And then um, what was next? Okay. Then I have a room refresh. So that is, you already have most of your furniture picked out, but you don't know how to style it and make it feel homey. 
So basically I help with, uh, I just um, do the styling and help you with the art. And how do you do styling virtually? Like, do you just go, here's a couple options and how I'd style this surface? Like, yeah. So what I do is, um, I, the, the, the way the process is, is I, so I, I get them to fill out a lifestyle questionnaire. That's what I call it. You call it whatever you want. Um, but that's just like, who's using the space? How are you using it? How do you want it to feel? What colors do you like? What colors you don't like? You know, just the stuff you would ask someone. And then um, I get them to send me inspiration photos and um, I get them to do a style quiz because I find a lot of times um, people, they articulate their style in a different way than it actually is, right? Yeah. So um, now the style quiz is not an exact science, but it yeah. is. it does help me a lot paired along with the inspiration photos. So I use those three things to kind of put together a concept for them. So then I just put together a digital concept board and then I send them through design files um, <clears throat> to do, uh, so I put them on, um, you can do a approve reject and so um, I send them the concept so they can see how the concept's going to look. And then they have like the products. And I don't put everything in there at this point. This is just kind of to make sure I'm on the right track. So the main pieces. And then they approve, reject, whatever they like and don't. And then um, based on their feedback. So most times they're like, yep, I like it, with the exception of maybe one or two things. And so we work that out over email and, um, and then I go to go ahead and do the final design of it. And then I put, then I place it on the, um, like I give them a style board, I call it. And so that's just, um, it, everything placed where it should go. Um, and then it's not a rendering though. It's just honest, like, um, it would be like a concept board, but now it's styled. And then I also give them, instructions on how to put everything together. So, you know, hang your art this high over your sofa and, you know, that kind of thing. And then I give them a clickable shopping list. So then they can order everything to their home and then put it all together. Okay, cool. I like that. And so for any of your virtual services, it do you do like a, any sort of like kick off like where you talk to them about stuff or is it all just like you fill out a questionnaire you send me a, and it's like is it very much like a little bit more hands-off as far as your interaction with them uh, I, um, of course in terms of like if you were comparing it to an in-person absolutely um but no like I mean it like, depends. Like, are you getting on a kickoff call or I do I do okay. like I can get more information from them when I'm because some people just they're like me, they, they type slow. So then they don't type enough. Yeah. Right. So I just found, you know, get them on a call, builds the trust, builds the relationship. I can pull the information I need from them if I'm not getting it from what's, um, so then usually what I'll do is I'll take the, I'll send them the questionnaire and then we'll have the call after I've received the questionnaire. So then I can pull apart the questionnaire while we're talking. Right. So Okay. And for online paint consult, right? Mm -hmm. Back to that one. Because paint's tough, right? If you're not in space. So how do you kind of like caveat that with like, but you know, there's, 
you, you know, I can't see what's going on in your space really. And I can't see fabrics in your space. Like, is it just, you just got to kind of tell them like, this is very directional, but you do have to do the work in testing it and making sure. Yeah. So I get them to send me photographs and, um, I tell them, take some photographs with the lights on and with the lights off and send them to me. And then, um, but in the daytime, um, and then, so they send me photos and then, um, I do everything here, obviously. So in my own daylight, you, and I refer to what they have, but I think with e-design, um, I have knock on wood, I haven't had any issues. I've had nobody come back and say, you know, I don't, I don't like what you chose or whatever. Um, so thank, thank God for that. But I think with e-design, like something that you need to kind of embrace, which I know for designers and decorators is really hard, especially for someone like you, who's very like detail focused. Um, this is what I can't wrap my head around. I don't yeah. know how to, like, and the, sorry, go ahead. Finish. No, no, it's okay. Um, like you need to just embrace the fact that it's not going to be as perfect probably as you want it to be. And that's why your, your service is priced lower, right? hundred percent. And it's like, if they wanted it to be perfect, they should have hired me full service. Like there has right. to be like, you can't pay for me for a fraction of the cost and expect the same end result. Otherwise, something is amiss here. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and it's true. And I, I do, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm getting better at like, cause I just did a virtual, um, and it's for a, a repeat client. Like I've worked with her a number of times now and she's lovely, which is why I like, don't mind. Cause sometimes I worry, like, I, I mean, there's so many, there's so many details that I can't give. Like, I don't, I can't give you every scenario answer or whatever. Like you have, like the client does have to have the wherewithal to fill in the gaps here, excuse me, here mm -hmm. and there. Right. And, and that's kind of where I think like I struggled a little bit. Cause I, I'm an over, like, I don't, I'm, I want to, I over deliver and I try to like answer every question that could ever come up, which then just, as spirals, right? Yeah. So then I'm like, well, how do you also? So then in my console or my contract, I started to note like, well, here are the limitations that you need to be aware of because I'm also like scared of like them not being happy. But then I, I think I do need to realize that if people for the most part understand, like I did not pay for you for full service. Like I, mm -hmm. can't the people sometimes do have weird expectations, but they cannot expect the same end results. Right. You know? And honestly, I like for the most part, I think like they're, they're different clients. Yeah. Like, oh, the people, like yeah. they're not, they're someone who wants something to look, you know, spectacular, like magazine quality is not hiring e-design. Yeah. You know? You are so right. And I think that's like a really important, really important thing for me to wrap my head around. It's kind of like there is a, an element of like diminishing return for me. Like the more effort I put in that the client isn't going to value anyways. Like for the, it's like a creating something that is going to be way better than they could have done, but it's yeah. not necessarily as amazing as I would have done if I was hands-on for a whole thing. Right. 
Right. Um, and hopefully it's like, a, like dramatically better than that, what they would have done in your experience. Like, you know, how, okay. Let's talk about what, what one here do you have where it's like a full like room that you do? Which one is that? So that's the design and decorate. So oh, that yeah. is, okay. so that is like, start from scratch. I'm sourcing your furniture. I'm doing your paint. I'm doing your floor plan, everything. And, um, and then you're getting rendering in the end. That's so amazing. basic. So yeah. So basically the process is, so the process can slightly vary slightly in the be- very, very beginning, just depending on, because so, some people just go and I don't do anything until I get paid upfront in full. So, um, sometimes people just order it right off my website. I get a notification and then I contact them to do our initial phone consult pardon me. Or sometimes, um, people are like, I'm on your website and I can't decide, like they'll message me or something, or they'll email me and say, I'm on your website and I can't decide which service is best for me. Um, can you help me with that? And then I'll, I'll do kind of more like a discovery call. And so I don't get into the nitty gritty on that call. We just try and figure out which service is best Mm -hmm. for them and then they make their decision and order. So, so uh, when, so generally, like I said, I like to get, um, like send them the questionnaire, the quiz, and um, just like what they need to do before yeah. we have the call. It's just so then I have that to refer back to and we have more to talk about. Yeah. And then, so then, so I'll get there, I send them, um, after I receive their order, I say, okay, um, let's schedule a call. In the meantime, can you please send me photos of your space, uh, dimensions of your space? So I send them a measuring guide, mm-hmm. um, teaching them like how to measure appropriate, like properly. Um, I send them the lifestyle questionnaire, the quiz, and tell them to send me inspiration photos. Then we have the call. And then it's very similar to the last package that I was talking about. I put together a concept for them. I send it to them through the design files. They approve, reject what they like. Then I build out the final design. The only difference is that now I'm sourcing everything instead of just the styling pieces and art and that they're also getting a floor plan and renderings. So they still get all the instructions in the end, but they have imagery so they can see how it's all going to look before they spend any money on ordering anything. And um, the, I lost my train of thought, lost my train of thought. How, okay. The, when you send the concept, right? Did I literally mm-hmm. said concept mm-hmm. for them to like, you know, yay or nay kind of thing. What is specifically in the concept? So, um, it depends on the space, but like, let's, let's say it was a, living, it's a living room. Yeah. So I would probably do a, a sofa, a chair, a coffee table, a side table. I might even do two. two like side you're tables. actually sourcing specific pieces. Yeah, yeah, I am. Okay. Yeah. And then I might do one piece of art, a lamp, um, and a rug. And just to see, is this kind of on the right path? And how much time do you try to give yourself to source any one piece? Like, do you try to set a time limit for yourself on Oh, that? my gosh. Because you know, that's, I, that's what takes forever. Uh, me too. And, you know, I, I <laughs> this is why I'm so grateful for your podcast. Because I'm like, for the, you know, I'm always like, oh, my God, am I spending too much time on this? Like, and I'm kind of, 
there's different levels of e-designers too, right? And I feel like, you know, some are just like, let's get it out. These are the smartest. Some people are work really people. quickly. And I say, freaking all the power to you. E-design away, peeps. Yeah, like if some are, I feel like maybe they don't, um, and this is no disrespect at all. Like they, they're more like they know their core pieces that they love and they yep. use them over and over and um, they know, you know, what works, what doesn't. And so they can do it, like you said, super fly fast. And I think they're probably the most successful business people yeah. because they know 100%. <laughs> uh, they're not going to waste time trying to find the yeah. perfect, you know, the yeah. perfect whatever i like this sofa but there might be a better sofa out there i might forget every site in the world right that's me that's me me. too yeah me too and and i i I frustrates me so much about myself me too but i can and i like i listen oh man yeah so i heard like i listened to what you said and all the questions you ask everybody else and i try to control myself so hard not to waste the time so, but my answer, my honest answer to that is I do not control my time on that. I yeah. don't, I'm, I'm trying to harness myself in, but I, I still. Well, and at the end of the day for you too, it's like the price is the price for the client. So it's like, if you're going to do it, that's on you, right? Exactly. It's like, you're screwing yourself more than anybody exactly. else. Exactly. Um, uh, do you, okay. How do you handle, okay. So Sorry. They, and then they yay or nay. And then if they go nay, then you just source some new stuff. Like, are you sourcing until they yay? What if they're like, nope, I don't like that. Nope. Like, it, how do you handle iterations of like, uh, I want more changes. I'm not happy. Like, do you have that in a contract that says like you get two refined? Re- you get, yeah, I, uh, you get one, um, one like revision of uh, uh, up to five pieces. So does that, is that in the after the concept round or the concept round does not count as part of that no that's in the concept round got it so i'm i've been lucky enough i won't okay i won't say it's never happened but it's rare that once i put it all together that someone says oh you know what i changed my mind about that it's it's very rare it doesn't it doesn't happen hardly ever so um, I did, uh, I did have one client actually recently who didn't like any of it at all. And that was my, I did not follow my process mm, and, um, yeah. I, she was really busy and she, she was like, I, she didn't have time to send me everything that she wanted. She didn't have time to have a phone call. And so I bent the rules and it bit me in the ass. And so, um, you know, it is what it is. It was a learning experience for me. Those are the things that I feel like those are the remind me why my processes are so important Mm -hmm. and can get real passionate about them. Um, what about the budget talk? Like, do you identify the budget early on so that you can at least source stuff that they can like pull the trigger on? And how do you identify that? Yeah. So I, I'll admit that this is an area that I struggle with because some people, and I've heard you talk about it with other guests, but like I find uh, people don't want to tell you their budget for some reason. Like, I don't know if they think that we're, we're going to try and take them or something, mm-hmm. but, um, I have a lot of people that are like, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't really know if I like it, I get it. Or, or I have people that are like, I just, I have no idea. Or so that's something 
that I find I have a hard time getting out of people or the opposite. They, they know, but it's like super low. How do you handle that? So, um, then I just say, you know, just so you're aware, like I'm happy to work within this budget for you, but just so you know, we're going to be looking at places like Walmart, StruckTube, Ikea. If you're, if, if you're comfortable with that and your place will probably not be highly styled, it will look nice. But and also like, we're going to be limited in finding the pieces that are right. I don't know what houses are like where you're from, but in Toronto, like we're dealing with like small spaces and limiting where I can find the right piece at the right scale and size is, is not going to get us a good end result. Yeah. So for the most part, people, how do you generally approach it then? Like, let's say they don't give you a budget. Like, how are you deciding? Like, do you just kind of in your head go, okay, it's a virtual client. This is where I think is just reasonable for a, a sofa. Like chances are somebody's not trying to spend five grand on a sofa and pay for virtual services. Is right. The kind of like where you're coming at it from. Yeah. Um, it, I kind of, okay. So this is kind of maybe where I'm weak in my process. So I think I kind of just gauge it on the conversation. So sometimes yeah if the person seems like really resistant to giving me a number or giving me like an idea of where I can expect to, it's like a red flag, like, yeah, or just a flag that says maybe it's a little lower. Yeah. Then sometimes what I do is I send them, I have a budget calculator on my, on my website and I'll say, I'm just going to send you a budget calculator. And just so you know, like if you're choosing budget, Budget items you can expect kind of like Walmart, StruckTube, Ikea. If you want to do middle of the road, you're looking at like places like Wayfair, Pottery Barn, um, you know, CD2, West Elm. And then if you want to do high quality, we're looking mostly at trade. Yeah. And so most people, I would say, fall between the budget and the standard. Yeah. That's what happens to me too. I, for my full service, I do like a low, medium, high, but for my low, like it would be different if I was doing virtual, I would definitely be included because like you're ordering it, but Mm -hmm. I'm always like my low isn't Ikea low pricing, but there it's always, it's, I mean, I've had two clients, I think in my life who have said, I'm more in the medium high, Mm -hmm. you know what universe, bring them on, bring them, bring them on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, okay. And, and for you, like how long does this process take beginning to end? So you're like, I, you, the client paid you, they gave you all the things we're, let's talk about design and decorate package. Okay. All the things you needed. And now you're going, when do you tell them you're going to deliver the, I guess, starting with the concept and then end and package. Here you go. Okay. So, um, it depends on my client load, obviously, but usually like, let's say I don't have a heavy client load, probably two weeks. Yeah. And if you have a heavy client load, uh, probably more like four. Okay. Um, what, what do you, that, that, sorry, I should, I, I should say that is if the client is good at responding and getting in touch with me too. Right. Like some people take forever to make a decision. So 
then that can drag it out. But if they're like back and forth with me, then yeah. Um, what ha- okay. You deliver the end package to the client. Yeah. Do you get additional lingering questions coming afterwards? I, I Not can't usually no some, some people do. Um, some people, uh, will say, Oh, you know, I waited to order this item and now it's not in stock anymore. And so at first I was, you know, going, going and trying to find something. And then I realized how much time that takes. Cause you know, it's like a domino effect. Once you change one thing, then, you know, the rest of it doesn't necessarily work. Right. So, um, I, I, at first, when I was first starting out, I was doing that and just realizing how much time I was wasting. So now I say right in their package, if you choose to wait to order your items, that is on you. Like in a nice way. Of course. Yeah. (laughs) You're an idiot. That's what you said. Well, no, no, but you know what I mean, right? I know, totally. I I recently put together like a contract for that. And I mean, I like you see stuff in Facebook groups and I've like, you know, massaged language and it's very much like, I'm just covering every angle of my ass I can on that front. Cause it's like, you know, I, I also say you don't get revisions. If you want to do revisions, it's additional. And, um, it's because I making this affordable. So I'm limiting, I'm trying to limit myself to like a half hour to source per piece. Yeah. Otherwise it's full service. Like I'm more calling it like it's a directional design. Like, yeah, you could just buy the stuff I give you, but let's say you didn't love the sofa. Well, now you know what to get and what size and what like, yeah. characteristics to look for. Yeah. And the one that you like better with a different arm or something. But Yeah. And I actually say that in my package too. That I say that it, like it basically it's on you. What I would suggest is to look for something similar color, similar size, yeah. you know, similar yeah, style for sure. What What do you find is the most popular service of your of your bunch? Um, probably design uh, design advice. Yeah, yeah. Which one do you like doing the best? Um, and why? Probably, probably design advice. Yeah, I, I can see why. Yeah, tell me why you like it the best. Yeah, I like it because um, I, um, for me, I love, as much as I love interior decorating, I love people. Mm. So um, that one, I get to really talk with the person, right? Like, because we're like talking for a full week, back and forth, throwing around ideas. And so like, I really get to build a relationship with them. Yeah. And then, um, and then like they, and then because of that, once they, you know, put together what we've been working on and they're sharing their photos as they go. I love that. Yeah. Like this lady I was working with just a, like a couple of weeks ago, she's showing me now her kitchen and bathroom that we worked on together. And, um, and I took her in a totally different direction than what she first came to me with. And like, it's so beautiful what she, what we worked on together. And, you know, it was her ideas too. Like we totally yeah. collaborated the whole time and, but it's just so fulfilling yeah. to feel her excitement and, and then to be able to work with, like to see what, how it all came into fruition. I find with um, like the other services, like people feel kind of like it's over now 
And so mm-hmm. then they don't get back in touch maybe as much to show me photos. It's usually me reaching out to them saying, oh, hey, have you put it all together? I'd love to see a photo, blah, 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 right? Right. Whereas the other people with the design advice, they built a relationship with you and they feel comfortable to say, hey, just so you know, I'm doing this now. Here's a photo. Just, yeah, you know? right. So. I guess I'm really afraid of the stragglers, like the coming back at me with additional questions yeah. and it never ending and not what and needing to shut it down and I would shut it down but not wanting to come off any type of way about it yeah um, do you really don't find that happens too too often like or you just kind of like include a little bit of that and expect a little bit of that and it just fizzles guess, after a while I guess I guess I kind of expected a little bit but and I'm like, it has happened, but it not, it hasn't happened often. It's, and, um, it, I, I'm, I'm a people pleaser. So yeah, me too. It, it's, that's why I'm afraid of it. Yeah. It is like, I will say I haven't shut anyone down. I've just kind of eaten it, eaten up the time and been yeah. frustrated by it. But then I take it as a learning experience and add something into my yeah your contracts and yeah whatever, or up right? the rate or do whatever you got to do right right yeah. so I'm like okay just don't get upset this is just a learning experience and just you know for next time whatever right yeah so I wouldn't say that you should approach it that way but that's you know kind of how I've approached right it. um okay so what is let's see so customize it you can also like client could just say to like here's you know, you got a series of things, but what I actually need is just a little of this, a little of this, and they can kind of like a la carte it a little bit. Is that what that means? Customize it is. I've actually had never had anyone purchase that. Okay. So that is if they've gone beyond their revisions, now they got to pay. Mm. So that's, that's the customize it. Got it. Got it. And I'm just looking quickly at the other thingy things in here. Okay. Um, what's like oh, the one... And then- Sorry. No. And then I have a, a DIY interior design course. And I'm sure a whole bunch of interior decorators and designers are going to be upset about that. But um, it's, I, I mean, totally I 100% think so. believe that the person who would buy an interior decorating course is never going to hire you anyways. So you don't need to worry about me giving any secrets away to that, that person because they were never our client. They're a DIYer. Like, I find it ridiculous for people to be upset about that. Like, industries around the world are creating a course, a digital course to learn how to be a marketer, how to market your business, how to do this. Like, like that's you you create a business and everybody can create any business they want. Mm -hmm. And that is absolutely okay yeah (laughs) and um, another thing I would say to that is like I don't know how many of us designers have paid for a website template it's the same thing yeah like it's very hypocritical for us to talk that way and then at the same token you know use a website template when we could be hiring a web designer to develop our website the people who didn't value us enough are the ones that are going to do that anyways, like that yeah. buy those products, like that don't value us at a full exactly. service. Exactly. But it's like, it's making a business. And that's what's yeah. amazing about the world we're living in right now is that yeah. we can create a life and a business that we want. And that's amazing. 
So yeah. no to that is what I say. Yeah. I and I, to you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I, yeah. I create, and I created it out of necessity. It wasn't yeah. like, Oh, I want to give away our secrets for nothing. It was just like, I had people in the beginning I'll say, and you know, when you're new in a business, like everybody who's new listening, you, you don't know because you've never done this before. Right. Yeah. And so you're just finding your way. And I was just, I was having people who were wanted to be really hands-on involved with the decision-making. And I was finding it was just eating up all my time because yeah. like I said, the domino effect. So like they, they'd be like, um, I love the design, but Hey, I found this, I was shopping on the weekend and I found this chair and it's kind of similar, but it's like, 500 bucks cheaper can yeah. we get can we put that in instead and then anyway you know how it goes totally so and I was like because I'm a people pleaser having a hard time saying no to that and also I'm very frugal by nature just because of my upbringing so I was like I could empathize with wanting to save the money and so I was like how can I serve these people and still like make money and yeah. do a job for them. And yeah. so that's why I, I that's why I designed developed the course because I like I want to help them, but they they want to do it. They yeah. they just they Give them want a little guidance so they make better choices. Okay, you know what I want to circle back to? Sure. No, I don't. Go ahead. I mean it's completely I mean it's related to what we talked about before. So you you want to help women own their power, right? Yeah. So I not to put you on the spot. No. <laughs> But what are some like tidbits of advice you might give any of us women, me or other women listening to help them own their power? And what does that mean? Let's start with what does owning your power mean to you? So I think like just um, for me, okay, so maybe, I don't know if maybe owning power was maybe not exactly what I meant, but like becoming who they were meant to be. Mm -hmm. Right. So like owning their awesomeness kind of what that means to me is be real and a hundred percent you as much as you can. And I know that is scary and I know it's scary because it's a journey I'm on myself. I share a little bit more every day and you know, it's, it's hard being vulnerable and putting yourself out there and saying the things that are really on your mind. And, but the more willing I am to do that, the more I find people who relate and want to connect and like, um, and, and opportunities that come. Mm -hmm. Right. So I would encourage, um, anyone who is, you know, like, I don't know if I could share that side of myself or I just actually talked to another designer the other day. She called me about um, maybe doing some services for her. And she was like, yeah, I, I, I don't know if I should, I haven't really been doing my stories because, you know, my hair is a mess and I don't have my nails done. And I said, well, I would encourage you to do your stories right now because it makes you more relatable. If you're on there and you just, you know, say what you're doing throughout your day and then bring up the fact that your roots are too long or whatever. And we're like, we are truly all in this together and it doesn't apply to just now. It's always, you know, like, um, I like people need to know that you're a real human and that 
um, you're, you don't need to be perfect, you know, mm-hmm. even though like, I think that we feel like we, we need to be for people to like, I think it's one of the reasons actually I love you so much is Aww. because you just like, I love when you're like, I, I was listening to that um, video that you're, well, I, I listened to it. So it was a podcast, but I think you said you did a video for Marilyn Dennis and you did the video with no makeup on, no oh hair done yeah. because <laughs> you committed to yourself to do the video. I did. And yeah. so you just did it the way you were. And I, I was like, so like in that sense, you're beyond me, right? Like, I don't think I could have done it. Right. So I couldn't have done it many years ago, but I I think like, it's like you said, I have pushed myself to be more like that. So I I agree with what you're saying. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I just would say, I urge you to just be real, authentic, vulnerable as much as possible. And then also, um, if you, if you think like, if you have an inkling inside of you for something like it, it, that is, that is your intuition telling you something like Mm -hmm. that is not like, don't tell yourself you're not good enough. You can't do it. Like you're not as good as somebody else. You are like, and it's practice. You have to practice telling yourself that you are good enough. You are smart enough. You are brave enough. You are whatever enough. Mm -hmm. Um, And the only way to um, believe that is to live it and keep going for it. Right. So I just, I would love to be along the ride with some women and just helping them like when they're doubting themselves and being like, I don't know if I can do this. Yes, you can. Mm -hmm. You can do it. You, yeah. you know, you just need somebody, maybe like, I feel like women who feel like that maybe didn't have someone in their corner cheering them on when they were young or. Well, yeah, that's a now. whole other podcast. Right. Like whatever. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so I just want to be that voice for them to yeah. help them, give them the push they need to, to be who they were meant to be. Mm-hmm. And earlier when you were talking about that visualization, it really, it really reminded me of like what I truly feel like I want. And I mean, I've said it a million times and I do believe that there's a certain element of power to saying things out yeah. loud because I've said it so many times, like I want to host a TV show. Yeah. And then I got on Marilyn Dennis. I mean, I didn't just say it and wait for it to happen. Yeah. But, you know, I've had opportunities for casting calls and stuff like that. And I've still to my core believe it's going to happen, but you really reminded me of that. Like I'm the same way. Like I do, I love interior. I'm like, I'm, I feel like to me, interior decorating and design is somehow going to bring me down to like, to merge the two things that I yeah. love to be doing. And, um, and it just, it reminded me to get back to that and start thinking more about that. And, basically taking the steps that I need to do to make that happen for myself. Cause I'm not getting any younger. So I need to, <laughs> I gotta make it happen. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I'm the, I mean, the speech that I wrote, I talked about, like, I didn't get to say the speech, but I did talk about the, I think one of the most key things is you need to take action mm-hmm. and just stop talking, like talk about it and tell as many people as possible. Even if you're embarrassed, even you think they might roll their eyes or they they might think that because the more people you tell, you never know who's listening. It is very true. This is so true because I've had people like, 
oh, Michelle, I just saw this casting, you know, link for cast, you know, like just people who have heard me say it or whatever. It's, you're so right. And it is hard because at first I'd be like, I don't want to say it out loud because people are going to be like, what, who the hell does she think she is? Like, yeah. You know? So it is embarrassing, especially around friends. Like I don't yeah. really care about people like I've never met who listen to my podcast, but yeah. like saying it out loud in front of like friends or people like that, it's kind of like, feels like, I don't know. It just feels yeah, because they've seen you, you know, bawling over someone yeah. cheated on you, and or, it just feels like a braggy or or like conceited. yeah. But it's not. That's not what. Like we shouldn't. That's another thing too. Is like women. We shouldn't have to feel that way. Like we should be able to say what we want and not feel like it's. I don't know, coming off a certain way or whatever. Yeah, I know. I totally. Know. Totally. I love it. Well, I really, really hope like you find out soon when that's going to be rescheduled. I mean, we have definitely been thrown for a loop during yeah. this time. That is for sure. I am so excited that we got to chat. Me too. This is so exciting for me. Like, oh so my gosh. I'm excited too. And it's like, I just, I think you have such a sweet, I can just tell you have like a beautiful heart and I oh, really, really you. hope that you get everything that you want. And I know that you will keep, freaking going for it tell everybody where they can follow you on the gram or wherever you like to hang out um and what your website is okay so my website is um orange tree interiors.com and then on instagram i'm on orange tree underscore interiors underscore and then i also um recently started a coaching business like so um that you can find me at valmalnar.com or at valmalnar on instagram Love it. And the event that you're going to be speaking at is going to be rescheduled. And can people still get tickets to that? Uh, you know what? I don't even know. Uh, I'd have to look into that, but it's called the Woman on Fire Summit. Okay, so. amazing. I will share a link to that. And if they are available, then people can obviously join that too. All right, lady, I'm going to go pour myself another glass of wine. Well, thank you so much for having me. Like I said, this is a dream come true for me. Um, I, I like, I just aspire to be more like you. So oh keep doing God. what you're doing. Please you're stop. amazing. I mean, please keep going. No, <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> I, like you have no idea. It's very encouraging to hear. Sometimes I'm like, oh, do I want to keep making the podcast? Like, cause it's a lot yes, of work. Please. And, and people like give you such like nice comments like that, that it is, it's like, just warms my heart so much and it keeps me motivated to keep putting more out so thank you so much you're welcome all right lady all right ciao thank you so much yeah (laughs) all right i'll talk to you later okay bye bye there you go our first covid convo i enjoyed that thank you so much val i think that the biggest takeaway from our conversation was we need to make sure that we're figuring out our purpose and whether that is within the design industry or something outside of it doesn't matter. Go for what you want, get her done. And yeah. And also another little side note, I think was that we need to give ourselves a little bit of grace during this crazy time. Uh, I'm not a parent, so I can't completely relate, but what I do know is that your kids are going to be fine if you're not doing the homeschooling every day. Uh, everybody's in the same boat. And let's let's think back to some of what was slightly irrelevant in school and that, you know, we would have been just fine. Um, but yeah, and let's see. I also referenced a manifestation course and I couldn't remember 
what the program was. It's called To Be Magnetic. I have referenced it before. It was Rebecca Plum who told me about it, and I know she really enjoys it. It's kind of on my maybe one day list. I might do it. And I will make sure that I link again. In order to link this to get to the show notes, I think a lot of people are not entirely sure how to get to the show notes. I can only speak on behalf of Apple iTunes, but here's what you do you go to your podcast and you click on it, and then, okay, see, here we are. Now I don't know how to do it myself. How do you do it? You go to, I don't know, and now I'm playing the Ellen podcast. Okay, there is a way. I don't remember. Go to the show. Be in the show. Go to the details. That's what you want to do. You have to be in the show, I think. So don't just go into like my podcast as a whole. Then when you kind of see like, okay, today's episode, episode whatever, click on the details button. And that's where you're going to see a bunch of additional information. So that's what I'm referring to when I refer to show notes. I don't know what other apps or what other programs are doing. I don't know how they work, but that is how you do it in Apple iTunes or Apple podcast. Um, And so, yeah, I'm going to link to all the things we referenced in this episode. Now, guys, I'm going to read a new review and I'm pretty excited because I just went and found all of the U.S. reviews I knew that there was a difference between U.S. and Canadian reviews, and they somehow separate the two, which is really annoying. And so I just found a bunch of reviews I had never seen before. So I'm going to read one from Shosh of Love Your Room, and she says, So fun and authentic. I relate to everything you talk about with your guests. By sharing our goals and struggles, we raise each other up as an industry. You go, girl. Thank you so much, Shosh. I assume Shosh is your nickname or name. Uh, I appreciate you leaving that amazing review. I'm going to shout you out by reading your reviews. If you want to say anything at all, it could be a real talk rant. It could be a funny story. I don't even, you don't even have to say anything nice to me aside from maybe hopefully giving me five stars Is that if that's what you're feeling. Uh, but I'll shout you out. And if I happen, if you include your Instagram, Uh, I will at you as well on on the gram. So there you go. All right, guys, uh, I'm going to actually start doing COVID combos in Facebook. So in my Facebook group, which is a closed Facebook group, you can go to Real Talk Design. Uh, You can request access there. But I'm going to start doing COVID combos where we're actually chatting live, where people can kind of uh, come into the conversation, ask questions, listen in. And it'll just be something for us to kind of do. And hopefully other people can benefit from that. So I'm going to start sharing it there. Then what I'm probably going to do is export the audio and turn it into an episode as well. So if you're interested in that, again, go to Real Talk Design on Facebook. It's a Facebook group, which is closed. So nobody, none of your friends and families will see any of the things we talk about there. Aside from that, that's all I got. Leave a review. Subscribe to the podcast, tell a friend, and I think that's it. That's all I got right now. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Dave is Thank making you. some sort of weird dinner tonight that I'm not 100% sure. I'm. He's He does the cooking in our relationship, and he normally makes delicious meals, but he's gone rogue tonight, and it's wafting right now, and I'm just like, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Oh, man. You need a lot of mashed potatoes.